Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's Coffee Talk. Here we are once again. My name is Henrike van Platen, and I'm very happy to talk today with my friend. Margaret Biersendotter with no coffee. Oh, what happened today? I have a double sip for you. Yeah, no, it's not that I don't need it. It's just, yeah, one of those days. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happens. We will have it one the other way. But um, apart from the coffee, which is good, but um, I've thought of a very special question for today. As it's like a special time of the year and it's sort of going to be our last uh, coffee talk this year. So I thought we've talked so much about the pay gap, but I think we never really talked about where it actually comes from. So that would be my question for you. Where does this pay gap come from, Margaret? What can you tell us about that? Yeah, no, thank you for the question, because it's a question we so often get, right? So, and I think when we think about this question, where does the pay gap come from? We are talking about the equal pay gap, meaning, you know, comparing apples to apples, we find that we have a 3% or a 5% equal pay gap. But then the natural next question is, where does it come from? And then the answer, uh, like with all good question is, it depends. You know, is it the sign of a good question? If the answer is, it depends. Um, but it really depends on the organization and the structure. What we repeatedly see is that it's not equally spread over the organization, right? So whether you're organized by grades or by job roles, uh, by location, if you break down the equal pay gap by any of these uh, dimensions, you will find that the pay gap, the equal pay gap will vary across uh, the different locations or across the different job roles. So that's one big and useful piece of information to understand when we start addressing um, where does the pay gap come from is to understand this not like equally smeared over the whole organization. Um, it's, yeah, there are pockets with more buy-ins than others. Um, Which is great because that means that if you can, um, you you sort of then look at where it comes from more in detail. It's not like one big answer for the whole organization, but you might find that you will have areas where you have maybe to do a bit more because you see a bigger pay gap than in other areas where you're maybe already quite quite good. And in the end, you sort of have the overall pay gap. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And it just, it also helps focus because thinking about the entire organization is always just a big task, but say, you know, being able to identify these are your trouble spots, let's fix these trouble spots. That's, you know, also just good to get started um, yep, yep. to have that focus. Do you see something specific where you would say it's very often, like more in the in the let's say low paid levels or high paid levels? Is there something where you would say there could be like an average answer for everybody? And I know that it's very specific and usually very different per company, but is there something that is just for you like this is the most most of the time it's from from that place? No. Actually, so I was thinking, that's why I paused. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, so I, I know that I get that question a lot. And if you say no, that's that's great, because it's often we get the questions of, oh, give me the solution. And I say, I can't, not before you haven't really looked at everything and done like what you say and see where it really comes from, because there is no one solution that fits all. Yeah. So that's true in a way. Yeah. And I mean, I would say, yeah, I, you know, at least, 
you know, across the hundreds of organizations that I've interacted with, I, I can't kind of pinpoint, oh, you know, the gap always comes from these types of roles or these types of workers. What I can say is that typically the equal pay gaps are larger when the pay structure is looser, where there is more wiggle room to make decisions, that's when we see uh, bigger gaps. And that's not surpri surprising, right? If you have a pay structure that's very rigid, there isn't a lot of individualization in any compensation decision. So you wouldn't expect there to be a large pay differences based on demographics, right? So that's yeah. kind of something like an overarching theme, but you know, where within an organization the issue is, no, I haven't observed a universal pattern actually. Good. Um, I like that. It fits to what I always see. So that's why I'm like <laughs> smiley. <laughs> um, when we now know where it comes from, not in detail, but we know, we look where it comes from. And we already have like still another two or three minutes. Do you think we could give like a little vision into how do we then close it once we've found it? Yeah. So the conversations that I've been having over the past year, since this is our last episode of the year, let's reflect on the past yeah. 12 months, right? So, yeah. So what I repeatedly see, uh, you know, with my customers um, is often... Kind of, it relates back to where does the gap come from? Uh, maybe it's a, there's a different aspect of that. Like, why do we end up, whether it's by in specific locations or specific job roles, why do we end up with equal pay gaps in those uh, roles? And kind of our minds automatically think, oh, I must have, and let's just assume the pay gap is in favor of men and against um, other groups and women. Um, we, our mind sometimes immediately goes, oh, let me just look at the lowest paid women, see who has fallen far below where we would expect them to be, and close the gap that way. What we have repeatedly found is that when we study in detail where the gap come from, comes from, it's not from a lot of women falling far below where we expect them to be. It's the lack of well-paid women. So it's the lack of women with pay above where we would expect them to be. So one statistic that I love to show my customers is um, the percentage of a group, so let's just call it men and women, who have salaries above where we would expect them to be. So, and oftentimes what we see is that, okay, for men, we see that 50% have are below where we their expected pay and half are above their expected pay, right? But when we look at the women, we oftentimes see that 65% are after below where we expect them to be and only 35% are above. So actually, where is the gap coming from is actually this lack of well-paid women. So if we want to go and close the equal pay gap, if we just keep always going to the bottom and seeing who has fallen you know, far below where we expect them to be, we are not fixing this problem of, you know, where are the well-paid women? Okay, so then putting it together, what we need to do if we want to close the pay gap is both focus 
on fixing those pockets of bias where we see the equal pay gap is big, but we also need to even out the distributions and fix this lack of what I call the lack of well-paid women. So if we put two of these these two things together, um, we make good progress. Yeah, well, that sounds really good. That brings me to a lot of ideas in my head, but I will leave them for next year, <laughs> now being able to say that. I want to thank you very much. I hope you will get your coffee soon now. And to everybody who's been following and listening us for such a long time, have a very good pass into 2023. Can't wait to see you there on Planet Fair. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy holidays.